Last week we heard from Luke 15, the most famous, the most beautiful, the most beloved parable of the Gospels, the prodigal son. And with one week and one flip of the page, we're into Luke 16, the least understood, the least quoted, and dare I say, the least favorite of all the parables, that of the unrighteous steward. But there's genius in the timing and the placement. The timing is remarkable. Two things. One, because this is, just happens to be commitment weekend for the Bishop's Fund appeal this year. As we hear of Jesus' talk of the need of good stewardship and good money, we are reminded of the importance of good business. Yes, even for the church, for ours is not a church comprised of angels, but of people and real things. We don't have to take care so clearly here in Canton, the continuing construction work, our, our roof, our ramp, the care, much more importantly, of the living stones of our bodies, those of our neighbors, those who are hungry, those who need education. And so it is, the timing is right for us to reflect on good stewardship. It's also interesting that this happens to be the week we're preparing for the triannual audit. The dining room in the, the rectory right now is full of all the parish financial records of the last three years. Poor Paul is getting ready to weed through them and pull files that are requested as Anyone who's ever run a business knows of the importance of an audit to make sure that we're doing best practices, that we're using good stewardship in what is generously given to the parish. But back to the gospel, the stewardship. The role of steward was one of overseer, manager, one with great authority in a great house. So when the Lord gives us this gospel passage, this parable, each of us is able to reflect on whether we are likewise being good stewards. For each of us is entrusted with so much. Are we being honest? Are we being generous? Are we being trustworthy? For if we're doing so, as he says, in small matters, we will be entrusted with larger matters, eternal matters. But back to that cheating steward of the gospel. It all comes to a head when the master realizes that he's been squandering the property. And he says to him, what is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship because you can no longer be my steward. Note the timing. This is coming right on the heels of the prodigal son. Remember when we heard of the son squandering his father's riches, or the older son of slaving with his father and not appreciating his sonship. It comes to a head here. This is a make-or-break moment. Prepare a full account of your stewardship. Because the steward, he knew he was a cheat. He didn't try to make excuses for it. Instead, he tried to outsmart the master. What about us? Because one day, each of us will be asked the very same question. 
on the day we breathe our last, we will be asked to make a full account of our stewardship. And the way the Lord will ask us is, why should I let you? Why should I let you into heaven? Did you ponder it? I hope so. Maybe I've shared it with you before, but if you haven't, this is key. As your pastor, if I didn't teach this, I would be a terrible steward. It's a, a key to the spiritual life. When we're asked that question, why should I let you into heaven? There's only one answer that works. It's not a time for us to give an accounting of all the good things that we've done or to try to make excuses for any sins or shortcomings. There's only one answer. Because of the death of your son. Because your son, Jesus Christ, came to earth, dwelt among us, taught us, gave us the sacraments, gave us the church, died for us that we might have life. Now, it's, it's not because of anything I've done. It's not because I've outs, outsmarted the Master. It's not because of my shortcomings either. And so that's why it makes sense when we hear in the Gospel, Jesus says, the Master says, make friends with dishonest wealth, for when it fails, and it always does, you will be ready for eternal dwellings. He's not encouraging bad stewardship. He's sure not encouraging us to, to cheat in the ways of business. But it's not to settle for the little things. So often, when we have everything that we need in our, in our click culture that says, you know, oh, you need something else? Just, you know, order it on Amazon. Do a quick run to Walmart. Just go to wherever you need, and poof, there it is. No. Make friends with dishonest wealth, for it will fail. But then your hearts will be ready for eternal dwellings. And this is the problem with the steward. The problem is that he settles for being the steward. But the master just said that you can no longer be my steward. He thinks that that's all that's being offered to him. What he doesn't hear is that the master doesn't want just another steward. He doesn't want just another slave. The master, in the person of Jesus Christ, says, I have come not to call you servants, but to call you friends. He calls us his brothers and sisters. God the Father calls us his sons and daughters. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel too close to the steward. Like I just have to take care of this infinitely long to-do list of all the necessary things, including following the commandments and keeping the rules, doing my job and all the rest. You can no longer be my steward, not because of our failures, but because he wants so much more for us. And so we make the words of the psalm our own. Praise the Lord who lifts up the poor.